folks. My name is Gary Spally, the host for Back to Basics and another Back to Basics for another week. Today, we're going to be talking about grand dumping. And it is a phrase that a phrase that everyone is using nowadays, and it seems like it's new for me when I actually heard it a couple of weeks back. But it looks like it's been around for a while now. And what is grand dumping? We're going to get into that episode today. We're going to talk about financial crisis when it comes to elderlies. Those are the languages and those are the sentences that we'll be using today. And we're, we have this expert and we have this person talking about financial needs for elderlies. So let's go ahead and invite Amanda, an amazing person. I chatted with her a couple of weeks back and today again, still amazing. So Amanda, how are you? And thanks for coming to uh, Back to Basics. Thank you, thank you again, Amanda. So before we get into the the grand business, the dumping business, and the financial crisis of what we're going to be talking about, what does Back to Basic mean to you? I suppose there's so much noise out there now, and it's just stripping all that back and coming down to what, what really counts. You know, like mm. you said, there's no other way of putting it, getting getting back to what, what matters. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, uh, Amanda, for answering that question. And thanks for again for coming on the show and supporting me and uh, supporting this whole uh, mission that I have for my podcast. Oh, I'm looking forward to being part of it. Thank you. You know, when I heard this this word or this phrase that you or phrase that you told me, you said granny dumping and I didn't understand what that is. But then when I start looking around and sneaking around and researching and looking around it seems like it's been around for a long time. Uh, exactly, yes. Explain what, what that definition was before we get to the details of the episode today. Sure. So granny dumping is is basically um, abandoning an elderly relative, usually, that is probably in your care um, because you are no longer a- willing or able to provide care for that person. Hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again, Amanda. You know, uh, the word granny seems more European versus the United States. What are your thoughts on that? Is that a correct statement or is that wrong, do you think? Um, I, I think granny is universally accepted um, in both. I mean, granny was the key character, wasn't she? What was that American show years ago? The Beverly Hillbillies? Right, right. I think it's universally accepted as, you know, an, an older person. And look, these days, I mean, my grandmother was 40 when I was born. So, she, you know, <laughs> you don't have to be elderly to be a granny anymore. That's right. That's right. Yeah, the reason there's a reason why I ask this question is because when people they think granny, the first thing comes in their mind is that maybe it's on the European side, on the other side of the world versus the United States, or maybe just anywhere around the world. But it seems like it's everywhere around the world when it comes to granny, right? And it's a simple word. But the dumping part, it seems very negative, doesn't it? So what are your thoughts on that part? I, I think it's a sad indictment on the society that we're living, that we're, you know, experiencing the fact that the elderly are being dumped. Um, you know, it, it's an awful word. It has terrible connotations of abandonment. Um, and that's that's pretty much what it is. It may be temporary, it may be permanent, but it it, it is a harsh you know, phrase that's been put together to describe the abandonment of the elderly. So I, I think it's unfortunately terribly accurate for what describes. Yeah, Amanda, thank you. Thank you again. You know, if you look at 
when when a baby is born, we we give full attention to the baby because they're vulnerable and they don't know what to do, how they go for for food or poopy or anything like that. Right? If you take that same phase and go into the other side, which is the elderly, they ultimately help too. But then why are we hesitant to help? Is it because we're busy, or do you think that they're they're adults? What are what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think most people are willing to help. I mean, there's there's many, you know, there, there's another phrase that's quite common now, the sandwich generation. So these are mostly Gen X um, who have older parents and younger children, and they call them the sandwich generation because they're stuck in the middle of caring for both ends of the spectrum. They right. may still have young children themselves, but their parents may also be quite elderly and starting to lose capacity. So they're sort of stuck in the middle and and often it's not through any, um, you know, awful or malevolent or, you know, I'm trying to think of the, the word there that, you know, we're, we're, we're wanting to to have this horrific thing, but it, it can be overwhelm, it can be a lack of support, it mm. can be, you know, a pulling of other priorities. Um, you know, we don't live in, in villages anymore where we have, you know, intergenerational families in, in the case. You know, we can live states or countries, continents apart now. So it's it's very difficult to provide care in some yeah. situations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again. You know, I've been told many times that it seems more of a cultural thing, which means that there are certain cultures they help uh, their parents till, till they, they pass away. But do you think it's a cultural thing or do you think it's just a society in general? I don't think it's cultural. So what are your thoughts on that? It, look, obviously, you know, the pin-up society for looking after the elderly used to be Japan where, you know, it would be that they would, you know, take them in and, and care for them right to the grave. Whereas, you know, granny dumping's also rife there where, you know, an elderly relative is put on a train with a one-way ticket and that's it, see you later, which was unheard of in that society. Mm. Um, there are other societies, you know, where the family is put on a much higher pedestal um, and still live together in that village lifestyle, often, you know, throughout Africa or India and Sri Lanka and, that, and those countries, even um, Latin America, you know, where the, the family is still important. And, you know, you, you do grow up with grandmas and aunties and uncles and, you know, your whole life is surrounded with cousins and love. But... It, it is more and more difficult in a, in a Western world where, you know, the nine to five and, you know, the, the busy life that we all have seems to just crowd out the ability to, you know, maintain those those family ties that, you know, for centuries and generations have, have been part of what we are. Well, well, thank, thank you again. So, uh, Amanda, so let's say, uh, I mean, we're going to get older too and we're going to be elderly too. Do you think, do you think that we as people need to plan for ourselves instead of kids taking care of us? What are, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, it gets expensive, doesn't it? So, so from a natural point, what do we do? To take care of ourselves, obviously, financial is part of it. And depending on the actual society we live in, what are the facilities that are available? In Australia, it's only about 11% of our population who will ever need to enter an aged care facility. And I would assume that that is you know, quite the same across the board for most Western or developed societies. And it's usually not um, because of the um, ability of the family. It's that they can no longer care medically 
for that person. And often there's dementia and dementia in turn, you know, you, you lose them, they, they might run away, there can be violence. Um, it's, it's such a layered and nuanced area. But look, if we can take care of ourselves or set aside money financially that we're able to, you know, have professional carers, you know, that, that's fantastic. But not everyone's ever going to be in a situation where, where we can allow for that to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, Amanda, for explaining that. I, I want to go and ask you, I, I want to go and explain to people that well, what is your history and what, what do you do? And, and uh, so then we can talk about what you do and uh or what you don't do so explain that if you don't i wouldn't call myself a, a granny dumping queen or an expert but how no. i stumbled across this myself was i'm a financial advisor by trade i hold a master of financial planning degree and i run my business it's a family business with my two adult children who you know better pick me a good nursing home um <laughs> from the gold coast in australia so i you know, like many people, I wanted to write a book and I, I decided I didn't want to write a book about, you know, how to do a budget. I, I think that's been done to death and I couldn't add any value there. But I started speaking to people about um, their money stories and interviewed quite a few people. And one of the stories that came to light in my book was about financial abuse. And mm. it was just something that was so out of the ordinary to me you know I'd, I'd been married at that stage you know 25 years in a quite a respectful relationship both our parents are still together and you know they're all in their 70s now my grandmother's still alive and so going down this rabbit hole of abuse I sort of started wondering how many other financial advisors know what the flags are for abuse among partners and of course elder abuse came up you know within that that space and I'd I'd started an aged care financial um, planning uh, division to to my business where, where people are going into residential aged care. Mm. It's quite a complex area in Australia. There's up to four levels of daily fees and a lot of people, you know, need professional help to, to sort through the maze. And it was, you know, learning more about that area where elder abuse, you know, became quite topical for me. And I sort of wanted to explore a lot more about it and, you know, stumbled across this, this phase of, of granny dumping and it just, I suppose, blew my mind that it actually happens to mm. start with. And, you know, it sounds like such a, a, a dreadful, horrific thing that's, you know, there's no love or care there. But often it's it comes from a place of overwhelm where, you know, people just are so burnt out. There's no return. They don't know what services are available to help them the rest of the family may be estranged and not offering support so in the end you know the person who's the carer becomes an absolute crisis mm. and our hospital systems actually suffer mostly around public holidays and christmas time mm. where an relative you know i'll just drop you at emergency and i'll go and find a park and they don't come back and mm. that, that can be a, like i said a temporary or a permanent thing where the hospitals end up with people that really shouldn't be there but there's no one to care for them. So it was such a fascinating topic for me to explore further and go, well, how can we help the carers? Because obviously they're the ones who, who need the help and are being overwhelmed by their circumstances. Well, Amanda, thank you. Thank you again. But what is that one story really got you? I'm pretty sure there's plenty, but what is that one story that really got you to start this book? The story that was in the book originally was about financial abuse between partners. Mm. 
the one that started me on the journey with granny dumping was an international tale where an American man sought the help of a British man to abandon his father. Hmm. Uh, he took him to Hereford in the UK um, and dropped him at a car park near a bus station. He had no identification on him. It actually took the police over 12 months to find out this man's identity. He had dementia. And it's probably one of the only cases that's ever been prosecuted. And, of course, granny dumping isn't a, isn't a crime in itself. The man ended up being charged with um, fraud and perverting the course of justice. So um, it's it was interesting how, how it all came out. But, you know, that that's that's taking it to whole new levels to lose, lose a relative. Sure, sure. Do, do you think the reason why that happened, uh, thank you again, Amanda, do you think the reason why this whole thing happened is because medical is too expensive? Or do you think that they just got really overwhelmed with uh, helping the elderly? What are your thoughts on that? I, I think it's complicated and layered. I think, you know, in America, yeah, it probably is. Uh, it comes down to cost that we can no longer afford to hmm. do it. Um, your health system there is is incredibly complex and crazy stupid expensive. Mm. So it may have been that they just couldn't afford to look after this man anymore. Mm. The fact that they could fly him to the other side of the planet, buy him a new set of clothes and, and leave him means that there must have been some means available. And the fact that they were able to, you know, rope somebody else into helping them do that as, as a friend was even more stunning. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again. You know, with, with your expertise and with your thought processes, what do you think the fix is? What do you what do you think what we should do better uh, to help elderly, or, or even financially, or even just emotional? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I think where there is a lovely family support system, you know, while we've all got our marbles, which you know we may not always have, sitting down with the family and talking about what what are the possible scenarios in future, um, so that we're prepared, is is a really good. Good way of doing that i mean I'm, I'm building a house at the moment that has a studio area that you know should any of our parents in the future become widowed or no longer able to live on their own we may have a solution and i've spoken to my brother about this my sister's not in a position to to help she has you know an intellectually impaired child and you know she's she's quite overwhelmed looking after an adult son so i think when families get together and work out you know what can they do together and then not always leaving it and it seems to fall to the eldest daughter most of the time that what can we do to then support the carers mm. you know if that eldest daughter as an example you know also has her own life business children and then has to care for an elderly relative on top what can other people do to help and whether that's you know we'll drop in and, and have morning tea with mum you know once or twice a week or we'll take mum to do the groceries so that you don't have to do that or you know we'll drop in a casserole or you know some meals to help support you know it may be running them to medical appointments so that you know the other person doesn't have isn't looking at after every single need so I think families rallying to support is a really great you know it's probably it should be the first line of defense so mm. that the carer is also supported but also finding out what services are available in your own community. I mean, sometimes it's hard to know where to start, but we've got this, you know, Google knows everything these days. So elderly support services, you know, in our local communities is, is certainly something we can look up. And there's more and more available now. Some of them are free, some of them cost. Mm. But there's some, you know, somebody who's in the family who's really savvy and can and look that up 
support mm. the carers. Mm. Family is the first line of defence. Not everybody has a family or a close family. Mm. Um, like I said, we're you know we're living all over the place now. We we don't all sometimes live in you know close suburbs or to each other. But supporting the carers is also really really important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, Amanda, for explaining that and what do we need to do? I think the, the key word that you've been saying uh, all along right now is family support. And I think family support is the hugest thing in the world, which I've seen in different, different uh, across the world that some of the families just don't stay together and support each other and that's a shame and if you don't have that then how do we solve the the elderly problem or i should say the granny problem or the dumping problem so i think that is a main solution from what i see here and thank you again for explaining that uh, what that is and this is a new word that i've never even used till uh till i spoke with you so thank you again for bringing that insight uh, on those uh, crazy words is there any other crazy words that we should be learning from you um look there's a whole raft of them when it comes to um financial abuse um you know we've had gaslighting from the, the movie in the old days where mm -hmm. people make others think they're going a bit crazy and you know we, we've got cases splashed all over the media at the moment you know with the johnny depp amber heard trial we're talking about toxic femininity and abusive relationships so it's something that's becoming you know more and more spoken about um, abuse between partners and within families and you know although the family should be the, the front line you know we, we do have some seriously dysfunctional you know families in society now where you know we do talks about toxic parenting and children who are you know alienated from their parents by you know a, a bitter and twisted ex-spouse so you know whether that then becomes a community problem rather than a family problem you know how, how do we solve that one as well yeah. so it, like i said quite a layered and complex problem yeah 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 thank you thank you again uh, amanda for coming on the show but before we leave today do you have any last words or any last comments to all my listeners and my viewers and how is your uh, journey on back to basics too on top of that uh for getting back to basics i i think we're we're mostly living in in a world of overwhelm and you know when you hear problems that are going on planetarily yes. <laughs> it, it can you know really overwhelm us and, and become a trauma for us so I, I think like I said earlier cutting out the white noise and concentrating on what's really important to us that matters and that you know does strip us right back to basics and you know we, we do understand what's important to us individually is is so vital to just get our own headspace right and mm. focus on what, what's meaningful for us. It seems everybody's got an opinion about mm. everything now. Things are probably, you know, they're, they're not part of our lives, they're not part of our world, but, we, you know, we all have to have our two cents. So I, I think, again, just getting back to, to what matters to us is, is so important. So you, you're leading the charge there, Goresh, by taking us all back to basics on, on the things that matter. So, you know, kudos to you for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Amanda, for supporting uh, supporting me and my show and my mission. And uh, thank you for those uh, kind words. And uh, hopefully we'll meet again on uh, Back to Basics. And uh, I'm pretty sure we'll collaborate and we'll cross our paths somewhere. But thank you again for coming here on the show. I would love that. Thank you so much for the invitation. Thank you. Thank you. So guys, we spoke with Amanda today and we talked about the basics of granny dumping. Now, there's one thing and one key word that she definitely said that it, it will help in, in the long run, which is family support. 
that's actually two words, isn't it? But family support is the key word. And I think if we control our family and support our families to help the elderly, I think it will just go a long way. Now, as usual, as always, what do we always say at the end of the episode? There is a quote of the day, and here's a quote. The quote is, repay your debt to elderlies, elders. Okay, and that's what we're gonna do with family support. That's how we're gonna repay back. And as usual, as always, what do we always say at the end of the episode? Everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care, God bless, and keep on supporting me on all the episodes. Please rate, comment, whatever you can. Please support me day by day, week by week. I get stronger day by day for you. And there are three things in every episode, including this one, makes it a hit for me, that is, which is the content, the guest and definitely the host. Guys, take care. God bless. I will see you next week on Back to Basics. Next week's episode on Back to Basics. ...to do business in a way that has an impact and that they can demonstrate the impact to their clients are going to be very successful in the upcoming future because we as consumers are expecting more from businesses. We don't really care about their profit margins if we don't really have stock in that profit in that, that company. So now what a lot of people are thriving towards is, hey, how are you changing the world through this business? And the expectation that profit and impact are both going to be something that I can buy into by buying your product. Mm-hmm. And I-